Good morning, City Church. This is City Church Together for Tuesday, May the 5th. Today we're going to be back reading some scripture and meditating on it a bit as I share a thought with you. So if you have your Bibles, you can open up to Psalm 1. Psalm 1. This is what it says. How happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of the wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers. Instead, his delight is in the Lord's instruction and he meditates on it day and night. He is like a tree planted beside flowing streams that bears its fruit in season and whose leaf does not wither. Whatever he does prospers. The wicked are not like this. Instead, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. And that's the word of the Lord from Psalm 1. This passage has been a foundational passage for me for a long time. In fact, um, there is a picture that was drawn by uh, an artist in our church, uh, Desmond Baker, Hey, Desmond, thanks for this, uh, who also happens to be in my community group and is a part of my discipleship group as well. Um, but Desmond, um, on request, I had asked him to draw me a picture uh, that would be representative of Psalm 1. I described it to him, um, and he said, I already have one, and gave it to me uh, the next week. This picture still hangs in my office. It's what I stare at day after day after day. It goes right up in it's the, the main piece of art um, that uh, sits at the back of my desk. So when I close my computer, I see it. I can see it emerging from behind my computer day after day. Uh, and the picture is of three trees, um, one central and then two uh, sort of off to the side. Um, the two at the side are very uh, gray. Uh, its leaves are blue and falling off. And then the one in the center is full and green. Um, and uh, it's a cross section of the tree so that I can see down underneath the ground. And underneath the ground are these roots that are going deep into this subterranean lake. And right in the middle of the lake, there is a coffin uh, with a cross on it that the roots are all um, uh, that the roots are all embracing in the middle of this um, in the middle of this subterranean sort of well. Um, now I think Desmond actually initially um, drew this as an interpretation of a proverb, but I think it fits well for Psalm one, and that's primarily this scripture is what I think of every time I look at it. Um, so here's what I want us to do as we think about what this psalm means today. I want to focus today on the idea of being a resilient disciple of Jesus. Resilient disciple of Jesus. I was made aware um, not too long ago in some of my reading about a um, about a tree that was highlighted in a in a documentary or a plant that was highlighted in a documentary in the jungle uh, in the rainforest where you know on the floor of the rainforest there is just very um the the life there is difficult because you have this canopy um up top that um, shades the floor of the rainforest. And so the, all of the trees are sort of competing to get as high as they can over one top of one another so that they can get the source of the, the um, they can get the sunlight uh, that of course is necessary. But there is another um, tree 
uh, that grows closer to the ground that actually thrives on the bed of the rainforest and grows up around a lot of the other dead trees that die and fall because they're not getting the sun that they need. But this one is particularly resilient because it taps into um, the sub uh, the subterranean water that or uh, the water that is underground there in the rainforest and so it is known as a very resilient plant on the floor of the rainforest which has a, a lot of death associated with it um, that's what this passage brings to mind that's what that piece of art in my uh, in my office brings to mind that the Christian ideal is that when we embrace the sacrificial death of Jesus Christ, when we make our life based on the truth that cross comes before crown, uh, that, that we find our life when we uh, are informed by the gospel of Jesus Christ and therefore seek to lose our life, um, that that sort of counterintuitive paradox is what should inform me about everything. I want you to note here that this psalm starts with, says, how happy is the one, and, and it starts negatively. It tells me um, what will not work towards my happiness, which is sort of an appeal to um, to the public, okay? So how happy is the one who does not walk in the advice of wicked or stand in the pathway with sinners or sit in the company of mockers? All right, so this first verse is is informing me that though it will feel at first, because that's the idea, of course, it, it is, it, it, this psalm is confronting conventional wisdom. So it's going to feel at first, and I think we can all give testimony to this, that if I, um, if I take sort of the advice of the majority, then I will be happy. Okay. Advice of the wicked or, or, or the advice of the wicked often tends towards the short term, uh, life right now, um, compete, grow up, go up, get the sunlight instead of plunge your roots deep where nobody can see. And it doesn't really seem to be making a difference. Okay. So, uh, the non-resilient stuff, the candy of life. Go get it now. Um, hit that guy in the mouth because he hurt your feelings. You know, all of the sort of reactionary ideals that we have. That's the advice of the wicked. Stand in the pathway with sinners. Again, it is the idea that we are in a well-worn path that most people are choosing because it is the easy way. Or sit in the company of mockers. I don't know if you have noticed this, but it is very, very easy to get caught up in mockery, uh, in making fun of, in pointing, in deconstructing. It's a very popular thing to do. It is very easy to deconstruct something. It is much harder to build something or to construct something. And so when I stand in the pathway with sinners or I'm sitting in the company of mockers, what I am doing is giving in to the easy thing, giving in to the quick fix, giving in to the candy of life, getting caught up in the rat race of being the tree that tries to grow, to compete, to get the sunlight, okay? So that's, that's the first idea. If you're not going to be happy with this, just like we often, after we eat dessert, complain, man, I should not have done that. I should have taken one bite, enjoyed it, and moved on, all right? And, and then verse two, instead, okay, so this is, this is how the happy person actually acts. His delight is in the Lord's instruction. The Lord's instruction is slow. It takes meditation. It takes careful attention. 
Um, it, it takes thinking. It takes um, being in a community of people that can restrain you or, or keep you from your personal freedoms, okay? And he meditates on it day and night. Obviously, this verse is telling us it is not, it, 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 you have to chew, you have to think. It does not come quick. The Lord's, uh, the Lord's uh, instruction is not like this cheap candy that's offered by the evil, okay? He meditates on it day and night. And then it says, that, so here's the metaphor. He's like a tree planted beside flowing streams or subterranean streams. Um, it could be irrigation channels. Um, he is like, if, if you're doing this, if you're chewing on the Lord's instruction, and if you do that, says, then that tree will bear its fruit in season, in season meaning when it is time, when it is time. So bear its fruit in season means that you're going to have to wait for something, right? Do you, do you hear that idea of waiting? And whose leaf does not wither, whatever he does prosper. So there are signs of life always. There's fruit that comes out when it is time, whatever he does prospers. Now, obviously, that cannot mean prospering in the sense that the wicked from verse one would see prospering. Okay. Because uh, it cannot, it cannot possibly mean that if you meditate on the Lord's instruction, that everything you do will turn to that sort of candy, that immediate payoff. No, no, no. It, which is often how people think about whatever he does prospers. Oh, well, if I start a business, the business will succeed, you know, or, or, uh, you know, if I started a restaurant in 2020, there won't be a pandemic, you know, all of these things that are, that, that is not what the scripture is guaranteeing. Whatever he does prospers is prospering in whatever sense this psalmist is talking about um, not being like the wicked or not being in the pathway of sinners, okay? Then he says, the wicked are not like this. Instead, they are chaff that the wind blows away. In other words, they are weightless. They, they have no deep meaning. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. Think about that tree. We had a storm blow here through Murfreesboro uh, last night, took down a lot of trees, uh, even some really, really big trees. And trees are unable to sustain themselves when they're... Um, when their branches become sort of catch, uh, they catch the wind, but they don't have the root system to support it. Okay. So the, the idea is this deeply rooted thing. Uh, when, when we are deeply rooted in the Lord's instruction, when we are deeply rooted in a relationship with him through the scriptures by the Holy spirit, we are able to withstand these winds and these storms. We are not like chafe or chaff that the wind drives away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand up in the judgment nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. There will be a time when um, the, the cheap, quick fix candy that is offered by the wicked will be exposed, um, just like the energy that you get from a sugar rush is eventually exposed when you're falling over. You know, you, you can't run a marathon on jujubes. You know what I mean? Like you, 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 you can't get a package of runts or skittles and finish a marathon. You will be exposed. Now you might get off that start line real quick, but you'd fall over in mile two. Okay. Most uh, marathon runners do not have a lot of juju beads. So I hear, all right, look at verse six for the Lord watches over the way of the righteous. Here's so here's the real secret. The Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to ruin. It is not necessarily that the way of the righteous or those whose roots go deeply. It, it is not necessarily that we, we come into some secret knowledge that, aha, now I know the way to live life. Uh, um, it is that the Lord attaches himself 
The Lord attaches himself to us through knowing him through his word and instruction. And it is the Lord who is watching over the way of the righteous. That is the difference. That is the difference. We are with the Lord. It is the presence of God. Now, let's work this out for a minute. Resilient disciples of Jesus. Resilient disciples of Jesus. I want you to picture in your mind, what is a resilient disciple of Jesus? Disciple of Jesus, someone who is following Jesus, who has a relationship with God the Father through the sacrifice and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Someone who knows Jesus and obeys his commands. It's a disciple of Jesus. Resilient in the face of the storm, in the face of difficulty, in the face of, come over here, the candy is better over here with the wicked, or don't do that silly stuff. Doesn't, doesn't, uh, doesn't our secular idea of progress, isn't it better than your, um, than following sort of the wisdom of some old Middle Eastern shepherds? The candy of the wicked will not last. It is a sugar rush. Yet doing the slow cooking, uh, the crock pot, doing the, uh, you know, putting the, the pork butt into the slow cooker for, you know, 24 hours. Isn't that, it, it, it's not ready immediately, but it yields its fruit in season with barbecue sauce. It's delicious. Think about that. And I want you to ask yourself this question. Okay, you ready? This is, this is how I want us to pray today. How am I taking personal responsibility How am I taking personal responsibility for being a resilient disciple of Jesus? Not where is the church letting me down? Not where is the pastor letting me down? Not where is my community group letting me down? Not where is my D group letting me down? No, 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 no. How am I taking personal responsibility for being a tree planted beside flowing streams? How am I taking personal responsibility for delighting in the Lord's instruction and meditating on it day and night? How am I saying no to the candy of the wicked and yes to the slow cooked barbecue of Jesus Christ? How am I taking personal responsibility for pushing my roots deep into the subterranean living water so that I can flourish even when those around me are dying. Now, here's where the metaphor breaks down in that tree at the bottom of the rainforest. We are called to give ourselves to those other dying bushes around us, the ones who have not plunged. We are called to show them the source of life. How, here's another question, how am I taking personal responsibility for giving the fruit that God yields in season in my life away to others in a life-giving, self-sacrificial act. How am I taking personal responsibility for being a tree planted beside flowing streams? That's what I want you to think about today. Let's be silent together as I pray in that direction, and hopefully you'll join me in this prayer all throughout the day today.
Heavenly Father, there are many, many reasons why we don't take personal responsibility for reading scripture, for prayer, for meditation on the scripture. But we all know that most of those are excuses. Most of those are us searching for quick fixes that would not require our time and attention or seeking to blame someone. The pastor hasn't fed me enough. The church hasn't fed me enough. I haven't been taught. I'm ill-equipped. Or will you just root out our excuses? We know you give us grace. And Father, we know that you want to work through us. Will you make us, will you make us trees that plunge our roots deeply into that subterranean living water? Make us resilient disciples of Jesus. Please, God, so that we can give life around us. And will you give us the conviction to daily take personal responsibility for meditating on the scripture? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.